Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo, and today I'm so happy to share one of our recent Firebird Book Award winners. She is Anne Hope, and her book is titled Bent Pages. Anne is not only an author, but a speaker, singer, songwriter, and consultant. And I am just so looking forward to our conversation today. So welcome to the network, Anne. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, it's good to have you here, and congratulations on the book win. That was exciting. It was. It was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> you say something on your website, and I related to it. You say, from the time I was a child, one of my habits that drove others in my family crazy was to bend the corner of a page down on a book I was reading if it contained information I wanted to remember and look back on. It was easy to tell which books I had read and had been inspired by because there would be many bent pages. When I read that, I thought, oh my gosh, I can relate to that because you should see my library of bent pages. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you should see my library of bent pages. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, there's some books where it's like there's, there's literally 50 bent pages in the book and it's like all tattered. It's funny. I love that. You know, what's really kind of neat about that, though, is that years later, when I pick up, say, some of those books, all I have to do is revisit the bent pages. And it's kind of like rereading the book all over again. I agree. That's that's my philosophy too, Kat. Mm-hmm. I love that. So your book is titled Bent Pages. Maybe give us a little peek into the book and why you titled it Bent Pages. Well, um, I have a friend who was a psychiatrist, and he often told me that if he could hear people's earliest memories, like 10 earliest memories, he felt that he could give a pretty good reason for why they were the way that they were. And I thought, well, that's an odd concept. And he was, he said, if you could... Just like, for instance, tell me your 10 earliest memories and how they affected you. I can probably give you an idea of what your personality is like today and what issues you face today. So we just did an experiment, and I thought, I don't even know what my 10 earliest memories are. So I went back and kind of listed some of them, and we went through this fun process. It was just a sitting in his living room doing a fun process thing, and it took me a while to even kind of narrow it down to 10. Um, and I thought, that's an interesting concept, and I wrote a book on it based on um, a gift for my daughter. It was it originally started out as a Christmas gift for my daughter because we were doing um, a gift exchange that you had to give something that you made. And I thought, well, I'm not very crafty at, at things, and um, you can't really keep a song too well, so I, <laughs> I'm going to write a book. And so I, I wrote it and just put it in a little spiral binder for her, and um, it was started out that way. And it started out with 10 earliest memories, but it kind of morphed from there into um, other memories that everybody has these memories in their life and and some of them more recent than others, not earliest memories, but that actually change your life and how you view things and how you grow from them. And there are a lot of memories that are, are difficult to look back on, but when you look back on them, I think that as I wrote them, I was able to grow through them because I realized 
I have a choice in how I see those because so many times when I was younger, you can see yourself as a victim and it's, um, you know, poor me or why did this happen to me? And, and now I was able, going through this process, to look at them as, oh, I have a choice in how I view these and I can see these I can look back and see what God has done with that in my life and go, wow, I am the way that I am today because this happened to me and it was used in such a way that it has really been a blessing in my life, even though the experience was super stressful or painful or or not fun at all. <laughs> so it, it was a wonderful process, actually, to go through, and I thought... At the end of the book, my feeling was is we all have this choice in life that we can make on how we view these things, and it can make a huge difference in how your life is today and how we choose to view those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I love this story because it started out, um, you were going to go through this exercise and then you thought, oh, well, I'm going to do this to give a gift to my daughter. But I'm thinking you kind of gave a gift to yourself. I'm sure it changed you. I mean, you mentioned that it, that you grew through it. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, I did. It was, I started out with this uh, feeling of wanting to instill faith and love and trust in my child because I didn't really grow up with those things. Um, I didn't learn them. A lot of people learn life skills in their family life and in in their childhood, and and a lot of us don't because we don't grow up in environments like that. So I started out trying to think, okay, how can these memories help me instill faith and love and trust in my child? And the wonderful gift was that I wound up learning them for myself in a very deep way. It was. It was tremendously fun. And how did your daughter react to this? What has she learned, or has she gone through that exercise, too, of recalling past early memories? She has started journaling, which she never did before, but she has her own child now, and she is doing a little bit of the same thing and and thinking how... Do I want to? What what it is? What is it about me that is helping me mold how I want my child um, to see life and to view life, to view love, to view faith, to view trust? And um, it's been a, a wonderful experience for all of us. She loved the book, um, shared it with with a lot of her friends, and I have this uh, very close knit group of friends that encouraged me to send it off to some publishers and in fact probably nagged me about it for months to send it off to publishers mm-hmm. because I thought who's going to want to read my life who's going to want to read my thoughts um, and I think a lot of authors go through that where you uh, especially when you're writing nonfiction, you're thinking well who really wants to read my life and one of my friends described it as um, um, the book Wild. I don't know if you've read that book. Uh, it was made into a movie by um, Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. But they're saying this is like a space-based wild journey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought, well, that's probably the highest compliment I could get. I thought, well, okay, I'll give it a shot and send off the manuscript to some publishers. And 
and it worked out uh, well. So it was it was a wonderful process. Oh, I like this so much. It's such a great story. And so bent pages was your metaphor for the memories, looking back on the memories, kind of bending back the page of a memory. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's painful to look back on memories at some times. And, and it's also, there are happy memories in there as well. It's not all tear jerking. There's a lot of laughter in there. But it's, I journaled all throughout my daughter's life because I wanted to remember these little things. And as I went back and read my journal, I thought how different her childhood was was from my childhood. So I started to compare the two. And I think that's where um, the book sort of reminds people of Cheryl Strayas, but because you, you jump back and forth from thinking back on previous life to life now and back and forth and go, oh, wow, this is so different and how you want to make it different. I am sure our conversation today for everyone who listens to this, they're going to, when they're done, think about their early memories and maybe try to figure out what those memories, how those memories, I guess, molded them and shaped them to who they are today. So your book really is for everybody as far as an audience goes? Well, I hope so. Um, a lot of my readers have been men, oddly enough, um, and a lot of my reviews have been from men, so it's been fun reading some of their thoughts. And I always like reading the reviews of the book because, and I get emails from my website. There's a place where I can be contacted. So a lot of people don't really leave a review on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, somewhere like that, but they'll write me from the website. And it's been so much fun reading how it has brought back memories in their own lives that say, you know, it made me think this is why I am the way I am today. And I've always thought of it as a negative, but I can now look at it and say, gosh, if I hadn't had that happen to me, I wouldn't have chosen this and I wouldn't have done that. And it's been a wonderful reading from those people who have responded on my website just with emails to see how it's um, made them view life and, and view, view their past and view their present. Right. As we're talking, I had a flashback to when I was three years old. This just hit me right now. I haven't thought about it in a long time of sitting at the dining room table after dinner. And my dad told me that before you leave the table, you have to ask if you could please be excused. And, you know, I sat there all night till it was bedtime. I was not going to say, can I please be excused? Um, <laughs> and to this day, I'm that kind of person. If somebody tells me that I have to do something, I just resist. So now you've given me some food for thought. I've got to think about this. <laughs> Stubborn, aren't you, Pat? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. funny. I know. And you've given me plenty to think about now. This is like a therapy session. <laughs> Well, it was for me, I can tell you that. There were lots of tears and lots of laughter at the same time. Sometimes I couldn't decide which to do. <laughs> I like that. I like it. Well, it kind of all combines into one. All emotions are good. That's for sure. So you're a singer-songwriter. Tell us a little about that. Well, for 12 years, um, that's how I made my living. I was actually, when my husband died at 27 of testicular cancer, 
um, I had a five-month-old, which was my daughter, and I worked for a university, and I traveled a lot. I was in athletics, and I traveled with men's basketball, men's football teams, and women's teams. So I was I was gone just a lot, and I decided uh, I did not want to. One of the memories is how my mother was never at home. She worked for the Pentagon and for the government, and she just worked a lot. And she was a single parent, and uh, because my dad left when I was 18 months old, so. I grew up, and my mother was there, but she was not there because she was working all the time. And she was this brilliant woman, I mean, absolutely brilliant, vivacious woman who had um, very few practical skills. Like she, you know, for instance, would boil potatoes and set it on the Formica countertop, and the countertop would catch fire for those of you who remember for Micah. Yes. <laughs> she just she just didn't she roasted a turkey for this huge Thanksgiving dinner and we tried to cut into it and it was frozen after cooking for eight hours oh. and my cousin Sarah says, Well Aunt Doris, did you unthaw it? And she said, Well it didn't say to unthaw it. Oh. <laughs> so I mean she she had no practical uh, oh. knowledge of things, but she was just wonderful, vivacious woman who um, was just not home a lot because she had to make a living for her two children and and it required her to be away a lot. And um, so I knew I didn't want that for my daughter. And I decided I'm going to quit my job. And I felt like I was jumping off a cliff because I had no clue what I was going to do with my life. Uh, but I knew that I wanted to be home to raise my child. And um, I had some friends who worked in radio, and I had uh, done a lot of singing with my church, and they encouraged me to put together, write some more songs, and and put together a little group. And I had um, a friend who became my booking agent and did an absolutely wonderful job um getting me in with a recording company in Seattle and um and and the music industry is very very difficult much like the book industry I mean there's millions of authors out there and the music industry is, is very difficult to break into and it wasn't like um I was trying to be famous I just wanted to make a living for my daughter so um which I was able to do I opened for a lot of, of wonderful people like that people may not remember, you know, Michael Card and, and a lot of Christian singers. I was a contemporary Christian singer at Dallas Home and got to open for a lot of people. But my main niche was, um, was, was just in the western United States. And uh, we did some traveling and I was able to go overseas uh, and do a lot of things with my daughter and uh, do some concerts over there. And it was with it was just a wonderful experience. She traveled with me everywhere I went, and it became uh, for twelve years that's that's what I did. You are a wonderful person and just a very special mom. You were just so successful at that, just being mindful that you were going to be different, and you and you did it. 
it was a decision that I mindfully made, and I felt like I was jumping off a cliff, yeah. like I said, and I was thinking, God, you better be there to catch me. <laughs> and he was. He oh was. Gosh. You came through it, and I'm so glad. I'm loving this conversation today. Thank you for sharing all of this with me. You've given me a lot to think about as well. And before we begin to wrap up, though, I want to make sure we didn't miss anything that you wanted to talk about. I can't think of anything in particular. I just know that um, for me, you know, faith is very real because I have depended on God to be my daughter's father, and he's pulled through in every instance. So I know that he is uh, for, he's always been very real to me. It's not like I've ever doubted and and I know for sure that he always comes through, and you can't always understand why things are happening. But the interesting thing is when you look back, a lot of times you have this perspective of, aha, I would have never had my husband died. I would have never gone into singing. I would have never been able to have these experiences and gone to China and gone to Russia and gone to Turkey. I would have never done these things, and it was she would have never been an international traveler at the age of four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's so comfortable around people. And it's been just this wonderful, exciting adventure of life. And I can only um, encourage people that if you've been questioning or, or whatever, that, that you know, faith is, is going somewhere where you don't know where the next step is. And I would encourage you just take that step because it's a wonderful journey. Oh, so inspiring. And especially for these times. So thank you for sharing those words. That's kind of a little bonus gift. I didn't know we were going to touch upon. So thank you for that. And so where now can folks go to find out more about you, find out more about your work, your books and contact you, give us any and all information. Well, I have a website that um, leads you to, to a link to purchase the book. You can always go on to Amazon or Barnes & Noble on Kobo. There are several sites. I think Target and Walmart also have it on their site. So it's available on a lot of different sites. Um, my website is anhopebooks.com, and there's a place that will take you to a link. The book is on sale right now on Amazon for um, uh $6 off right now. So that's a wonderful thing that Amazon has done for a while. So I would encourage you if you're interested, anyone who's interested, that they uh, jump on Amazon and catch the sale price right now. It's available in Kindle format and um, in paperback. All right. It's titled Bent Pages and Anne's website is annhopebooks.com. What's next, Anne? Are you working on any other new books? Yes, um, I have finished a new book, but it is not finished, finished, but I have finished writing it. I haven't done even, um, I I always write in longhand. I find that to be my method. So I'm starting to actually type it onto my computer now and um, looking forward to 
seeing how it comes out. It seems like a, it goes through this morphing process as you begin to type and it becomes something that uh, is a lot more than what you originally set it out to be. So I'm looking forward to see where it goes. <laughs> see where it lands. Well, you'll have to share that with the Firebird once, once it's up and ready to roll. That'd be great. Thank you, Pat. Oh, my pleasure. And hopebooks.com. And thank you for this conversation today. It was just so very special, and so are you. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much.